The Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams advance to Super Bowl 56. The 49ers and Chiefs do not takeaways from Championship Sunday and some coach movement happening around the league this weekend. Coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, and wow, what a championship Sunday it was. Super Bowl 56 is now set. Head coaches being hired like crazy around the league. I don't think we'll have time to get much into that, but we've got plenty of time this week with the extra week before the Super Bowl as well. Senior Bowl coverage coming up on Peacock and Williamson. A uh, ton to get to. This this uh, this league never sleeps, Matt, but today's focus is going to be on the games. We're recording this Sunday night, by the way. That 49ers-Rams game just ended, and it will be the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams advancing to Super Bowl 56 at BD Peacock at Williamson NFLs, where you can find us on Twitter. We will definitely be doing uh, Twitter episodes this week and next week getting ready for the Super Bowl. So find us there at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Uh, I mean, just so many good games. All six games from Divisional Weekend, Matt, to uh, to Championship Sunday. All phenomenal. All one-score games. All decided very, very late uh let's start with the early game that went into overtime and it was the Cincinnati Bengals Joe Burrow outdueling Patrick Mahomes in this one for the Bengals for the Cincinnati Bengals to advance to the Super Bowl yeah and, and again we're recording this Sunday night all these things just happened I haven't digested as much of it as I usually do and we just want to get something out to you guys immediately and two little side notes here before we dig into these two games I mean super wild card weekend aside what an amazing slate of games <laughs> over the last two weekends. I mean, unbelievable. just unbelievable. I mean, down to the wire. I hope the Super Bowl's as good. I think there's a chance that it will be. And if one year ago, or even, I don't know, nine or ten months ago, you told me the Bengals, who had just picked, what, third or fourth in the draft and the year before picked first overall, were going to do battle against Matthew Stafford, who was a lion at that time for the Super Bowl, I mean, I would have checked you into a mental institution. That's true, yeah. Matthew Stafford versus the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> right. Uh, if you mentioned that at any point in time from uh, from 2020, essentially 2021, April, to any time since the beginning of – Two weeks ago, the dawn of man. Yeah, yeah uh, right. that was uh, that. That would have felt just unbelievable and, and pretty impossible. But here we are, Matthew Stafford are. leading those Los Angeles Rams past the Niners, and Joe Burrow's Cincinnati Bengals will be dueling it in a couple of weeks here at SoFi Stadium, a home game for the Rams. Although we know how Super Bowls go, and you can't really pack the stadium with your own folks. Although there's going to be some money spent, I'm sure, by Rams fans on sure. those tickets. But going back to this Bengals Chiefs game. I have to say, and I think this is consistent with both teams that lost Sunday, their quarterback and their entire offense and maybe the play calling, but especially Patrick Mahomes, 
he was bad at the end of the game. The last yeah, for that yeah. fourth quarter in overtime, that he did not look good, making bad, stupid sacks and uh, almost turned the ball over, fumbling. I don't know what they were thinking there with some of the play calling and what are you doing, just having Patrick Mahomes kind of just like twirl around in the backfield. That was very odd for a season for a team that's so good, for a quarterback that's so good, for their season to end that way to look so terrible late. Yeah, and last big picture note, Burrow is now tied for the Bengals franchise lead with postseason quarterback wins at three. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, you know? I mean, but anyway, you're right. I mean, the Chiefs are a juggernaut. They have this feel like they're the new Patriots. They excel at putting teams away. But you're right. I mean, a lot of head-scratching decisions from Andy Reid slash Mahomes, Mahomes' game management issues. And maybe I'm spitballing here too much, but I think it all started at the end of the first half when they throw that little pass to Hill and just let the clock run out. Like, that's the only thing you can't do. You know, throw the ball in the end zone. If it doesn't happen, kick a field goal. They get zero there at the end of the half when, you know, there was a point in this game about early second quarter where they scored their third touchdown. I, 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 I was about to tweet it. Great season, Bengals. It's been nice knowing you. Yeah. Wow, you're going place. You, you know, were the only one. Them. That was the only thing you could think at that point. It was right. So an eight play touchdown drive, 72 yards for the Chiefs in the second quarter. Uh, that was the Miko Hardman three yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. Yes, uh, yes, and that put the Kansas City Chiefs up 21 to three late, late in the first half. Now, the, the Bengals did score before the end of the half, which is really important. And uh, like you mentioned, uh, the, the the half just sort of fizzled out because the Chiefs had a chance to have the ball again. And it looked like sort of fireworks at that point. And, and then a lot of punts started happening in the second half. And um, and that, that, that was it. A field goal for the Chiefs. And that was all they would muster the rest of the way after having a 21-3 to lead against the Bengals. So, wow, what a comeback victory. And really, this one wasn't as back and forth as Niners-Rams. This one felt like the no. Kansas City Chiefs completely blew it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Like you said, I mean, after that Hardman touchdown, I thought the game was over. And they went on to get outscored 24-3 to from that point and are now sitting at home. And did they take their foot off the gas or whatever – uh, cliche you want to throw out there or I mean I think they just kind of shot themselves in the foot and I mean their stars came out to play he'll look great Kelsey caught 10 balls you know the the combination of McKinnon and Edward Solaire were more than good enough and early on Mahomes looked great I thought the defense was more than fine and there it seems like we're taking away from the Bengals I'm not because Trust me, I mean, most Bengals teams would have folded at that point and it would have been, let's make reservations and tea times for the, the summer. But boy, Burrow is such a fighter. Mixon, I thought, looked great. You know, the combination of Chase and Higgins, as usual, you know, a dozen catches between the two of them. They lost to Zomo really early in this game. I thought he was going to be a key piece for just dump downs, attack in the middle of the field. And you got to give the Bengals defense a lot of credit, too. I mean, my big thing coming this game was I thought the Bengals defensive team speed 
was really going to be problematic for them. And it was for, you know, two quarters or so. And then they tightened up. They played physical. They hit Mahomes. I mean, impressive. Here were the drives. You, you mentioned that end of half drive that sort of fizzled out on the Chiefs. So the, the, the half ended on them up 21 to 10. Here were the next drives for the Chiefs in the second half. This is how they ended. Punt. Okay. Punt. Interception. Punt. Punt. Field goal. Interception. And th- that, that mm-hmm. interception was in, uh, in overtime, the last one. And, mm-hmm. and so the, the, the field goal to tie it at 24 was the only time they scored in the second half. I mean, they just did nothing in the second half. So you have to credit the Bengals' defense for making whatever adjustments they needed to at halftime. Because even the 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 Chiefs drove eighty yards at the end of the first half too, so their their ineptitude on offense didn't start really until the second half, and uh, it was pretty unbelievable to see what the the Bengals were able to do. Joe Burrow making some big throws. Um, you're always going to make big plays in a game like that. I think one the the biggest play that stands out is Jesse Bates, who's been awesome for oh, the Bengals, yeah. and I'm glad he has a chance to sort of you know uh, how, like going. I think he's sort of you know moving into stardom. I think in Cincinnati they already think of him as a star, but I think league wide fans don't really know who Jesse Bates is. That play he made at the end of the game to knock that interception um, free. That that uh, was it. Von Bell end up catching that ball. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a phenomenal play, and he's so good when the ball is in the air. So, um, yeah, kudos to the Bengals because the way it felt was that the Kansas City Chiefs blew it, but the Bengals still had to take advantage, and, and they played so much better offensively and defensively than the Chiefs did in the second half. Without question, I mean, to be frank, I didn't think either quarterback was, you know, lived up to the hype. You know, and the hype was massive, and and neither one played. Uh, Burrow didn't have play a bad game, but you know, he ended up with, you know, 250 yards and a pick. And um, I, I do think a big key to the quarterbacking aspect, though, was, you know, one team only recorded one sack and the other one recorded four. And I thought for sure, you know, I mentioned the Bengals' defensive team speed worrying me. Well, their line, offensive line, really worried me after taking nine sacks against Tennessee. And, you know, halfway through the game, I was thinking, boy, this line just isn't good enough that that's going to be a determining factor. But it was the other way around. I mean, I didn't think the Chiefs line played poorly, but the the front for Cincinnati got after Mahomes and did a good job of getting him on the ground. I didn't know that. I didn't see that coming. So, um, again, uh, what a what a season by the Bengals so far. Unbelievable and a good run by the Chiefs. Uh, really up and down year for them, and it really felt like they had this and uh, that they were going to be that team. And it was like, okay, some hiccups early. Now the Chiefs are back, but no, it is the Cincinnati Bengals who advanced to Super Bowl Fifty Six uh, up front. So important. Bengals, how many times did Joe Burrow get sacked last week? Nine times, something Nine, crazy like right, that. Right, right. One sack, one sack for seven yards in this game, and in turn sacked Patrick Mahomes four times for thirty-nine yards. Uh, and really, uh, Joe Burrow outdueled Patrick Mahomes. He was better in the end. When, when yeah, you take the was. whole game together, and, and Mahomes made some awesome throws early that that uh, that Hill touchdown. It's just he's so good. But on this day, Joe Burrow was better. I saw an awesome photograph post game that was uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow's dads, both their dads hanging out too. smoking yeah. a cigar. Uh, that, I thought that was just phenomenal. It was a great that was a great so photo. Cool. Those guys know each other for a while back to the LSU days. Not the first cigar they probably had together. Um, now that I think about it, um, but anyway, we got to move on. Because the LSU days, no quarterback in the history of the world has ever won the Heisman, the national title, and the Super Bowl. 
and Burrow's there in his second Ooh. year. He could do it all in a three-year stretch. Wow. Joe Burrow <laughs> had a torn ACL 12 months ago. Right, right. He, that's Didn't even know if he too. was going to play. Right. Amazing. That is amazing. All right, let's talk. 49. And I think the Chiefs are not going to sleep well at night. And oh, they're no. going to regret a lot of things. Yeah, they, these stick with you. They stick with fan bases. They stick with players. They stick with yep. coaches for a long time. The Chiefs have a some wins in mistakes. their pocket. They do have a ring uh, with this group for most of this group. But, um, yeah, these things sting, and they'll stick with you. And I think it's going to sting for a team coming up we're going to talk about next as the 49ers fall short against the Los Angeles Rams and maybe some notes on other madness that's happened around the league as well. Do you want 15% off your next box of Built Bars? Well, I'm going to let you know in a second how to do that. Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 100% real chocolate, 100% delicious, and some very new flavors at Built.com as well right now. How about churro puffs are back? Only 140 calories in the churro puff flavor with 17 grams of protein. Uh, we got coconut marshmallow flavor, coconut brownie chunk peanut butter my favorite raspberry mint brownie cookies and cream flavors for everyone at built.com if you're not sure what flavor to get you can get an 18 bar mix box or build your own box and choose the flavors of bars you want in your box of built bars oh yeah and you can get 15 percent off of the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar low in sugar low in net carbs yet high in protein it is good for you. You can feel good about eating Built Bars. Replace all of your snacks and all your secret snack hiding places with Built Bars and get 15% off at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So as bad as the Chiefs were late against the Bengals, maybe I'm too close to the fire here, but Matt, tell me, if I'm wrong, were the 49ers even worse in the fourth quarter? The, yes. the 49ers offense, all they had to do was make a drive. Uh, just yep. just make a play. Just Kwaski Tart, the ball bouncing off his chest. All the night, And they were good on defense. They held the Rams to 20 points. Um, Very and only seven points in the first half. Their, their defense has been good all along. I, the 49ers offense is what let them down in this game. But especially late, like all they had to do was make one play. Double cover Cooper Cup on a third down, right? Just once. Um, they could not make a play in the fourth quarter, especially on offense and really questionable play calling even. And I, at, at a certain point, I'm, I'm kind of blowing past this game and going big picture with it with Kyle Shanahan at some point and he's kind of already got that reputation now that he's lost two Super Bowls now he loses a, an NFC championship game he's gonna have the reputation as the coach that can't win it right yeah I guess that's coming I mean I hadn't thought that much into it but I mean it's beginning to be a trend you know if we're gonna be really hard on Aaron Rodgers for playoff losses I mean why can't we do the same for Shanahan and I guess Jimmy although they're not Jimmy's not at the same level of his profession as Rodgers and Shanahan, in my yeah. opinion. Um, Jimmy's going to get a lot of blame for this down the stretch, and I think that's deserved, but also a little too easy. You know, I mean, the, the Tart situation, and early on, I, I thought a big theme in this game that was going against the Niners was losing the time of possession battle very badly early on. You know, the Rams are running a lot of plays yeah. in the first half. And but but this game, unlike the first one, I didn't think either team was ever in control. You know, like there was a stretcher. I thought the Chiefs were in control. You know, and they ended up losing. But um, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm very happy 
for Matthew Stafford to get this far and for Aaron Donald to maybe get a ring, you know, like a win here might get Stafford in the Hall of Fame. You know, Donald with a ring might, you know, put him at the very top of best defensive players ever. Um, and I do think a rivalry like this from an outsider's perspective is a lot better when one team doesn't win seven in a row. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want the Rams to be the <laughs> Niners' little brother. But I think Niners fans should be super excited, though. I mean, you know the big change that's coming, and that doesn't mean Lance is going to be good. But, boy, if you can get this far with Jimmy and Lance brings something else, you know, that's enticing at least. Oh, if Lance comes anywhere remotely close to his ceiling with uh, some news about a certain quarterback that might be retiring that's in the NFC that's been to a lot of postseasons, um, you know, mm-hmm. a, and a couple of older coaches and quarterbacks that might be on their way out in the NFC as well, if – if Trey Lance is good at all, this team's going to be good for a very long time. Um, so the NFC yeah. is there for the taking. Yeah, it should be. It's an exciting time for 49ers fans because even though this loss stings, this isn't a, a book closer at all on the 49ers. It might be for the Jimmy Garoppolo era, but it's not for the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch era, which could go on for a very long time as long as they got that move at the top of the 2021 draft correct. But going back to this game this weekend, I point to one stat that won this game for the Rams and one person who I believe should get whatever sort of game ball award for the Los Angeles Rams above anybody else. Uh, That is 20 carries for the 49ers rushing attack and only 50 yards. I was about to say the exact same thing. It It goes hand in hand with my time of possession thing earlier. It it was the the Rams in the first half did to the 49ers. It didn't look the same. They, They didn't do it in quite the same manner. But that's what 49ers do when they win and do to other teams. And then their de- yep. the, the opposing defense is gassed in the second half because they've played too many snaps. Then they can run on them at will and close the door and close out a game. And the 49ers weren't able to do that. And they weren't able to close out this game. Uh, and so my, the, the person I think that should get the most accolades in this game is Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. They were prepared for everything mm, the 49ers well ran out there. The 49ers have run more motion. They've got players like Debo Samuel that could be in anywhere, literally on the field at any moment in time they 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 stopped what the 49ers did the best and in the fourth quarter crunch time they shut out the 49ers did not allow the 49ers to get down there and make a drive to kick a field goal to tie it to to have a long drive that could have won it before the Rams went down and kicked their game-winning field goal so um, Raheem Morris I think deserves as much credit as anybody for the Los Angeles Rams and by the way head coach Sean McVay Last time the 49ers and Rams played, he was jumping around like a giddy schoolboy in the end zone, celebrating with his uh, with, with his team after the Rams went up early. Very different demeanor in this game. He was sweating it. And when the clock hit zero, Sean McVay took the biggest breath and 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 really just felt like there was it just looked like there was such a weight that was relieved from his shoulders. He was sweating that, yeah. this game out. And I think his defensive coordinator helped him out quite a bit. It kind of reminded me, I didn't even put this two and two together with the Niners, when Steve Young, you know, did the whole get no, the, the monkey, monkey on his back. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yep, exactly. It had that feel to it. Like, this all-time great I've been behind. I'm trying to, you know, create my own legacy. Yeah, you're right. And it's funny. I was going to cite exactly what you said. 20 carries for 50 yards. Niners aren't going to win many games that way, the way they're currently constructed. They'll hang in games, but they won't win in – you know, it's not their style, and they had to play left-handed a little bit, and that's hard. And, you know, Mitchell, the, the true running back that got carries, 11 for 20. <laughs> you know, I mean, wow. 
you know, I know Debo's not a fluky thing anymore, but the true running back, hand the ball to a running back type of deal yielded 20 yards in this game. Um, where else was I going with that? I'm glad you mentioned Raheem uh, Morris. I also thought that you were probably asked this all week long too. Why do the Niners have the Rams number for these last six games? And one thing I would cite was I thought they were the more physical team, the more physical organization. I thought the Rams played a very physical brand and I give McVay credit because he's been trending towards that the last month, six weeks or whatever too, getting blocking tight ends and things like that on the field. So Good for the Rams to address where they were soft. Absolutely, that the the forty and I think the Forty ers still were very close to imposing their will on the Rams late in that game, but mm-hmm. it, it was the Rams, especially up front. I, I still think the Rams DBs like they don't they they don't enjoy playing against the Forty Niners, but right, uh, right. but the Stick Rams the up front were up to the task, and and I think the the Rams defensive line did whoop the Forty ers offensive line, especially in the run game, and, and that was huge, and it, it set the stage for. Uh, how that game ended for the Rams because the 49ers couldn't go do anything on the ground. So they abandoned the run game late and that's not a great recipe for the 49ers. And the last two series were just dreadful for the 49ers that ended in that, yeah. you know, desperation throw from Jimmy Garoppolo trying to, you know, get rid of the ball again and not have a sack and it goes off of his running back's hands. He wasn't going to go anywhere. Even if he caught it, it was just, you know, it was just all bad. They, they were not moving yeah. the ball in the fourth quarter. At the, all, three, so. the play before they throw a completion for a, Minus three oh, yards. Yeah. I was yelling, "Drop it!" While the ball was in the air, there's no reason to catch that ball. You're right, like, that's not going anywhere. It's a negative play that you're, you know, terrible. Um, Aaron Donald. That was another thing that was brought up a lot this week. Is the Niners do a great job on Donald and Donald, and they did, but he also stepped up late, which was good to see, you know, from an outsider's perspective. And I, you know, you mentioned Cooper Cup. I mean. He does this every week, no matter who they play. I mean, another huge game, 142 and two touchdowns on 11 catches. But Odell's really good. (laughs) I mean, uh, Odell is a a force out there. I'm not saying he's 2016 Odell, but if he's your number two receiver, you're doing just fine. I saw a stat that said this is the first time the Rams have had two 100-yard receivers going back to Torrey Holt and Kevin Curtis, I think in 2004 Whoa. or something like that, to have two 100 yards receivers in the same game. That's yeah, unbelievable. And and that was one of my takes before this game happened because I knew Cooper Cup was going to get his, and I thought the 49ers would play a bend-don't-break brand of defense, and they would have you know play some zone and have some guys back, and it's like, look, okay, well, let's let Cooper Cup get his over the middle, then we'll rally to the football and make tackles. But unfortunately, he got his there, and he got his also over the top and made big plays and made plays after the catch. And you weren't supposed to allow him to have 11 catches to the tune of 142 yards and two touchdowns and such huge plays on third downs and not being able to get after the quarterback on those downs. And then and then Beckham getting his on top of that with nine catches and 113. Those things all combined, you weren't supposed to allow that to happen for the 49ers defense, even though I think the defense did a pretty good job overall, there was too many backbreakers, especially on long drives, third down plays that, that really just killed the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Um, and again, we'll be giving you guys more notes on these games as we rewatch them and, you know, learn more about some of the intricacies of the games, but kind of a common theme with the Niners and the chiefs here of just, Late in the game, not being productive on offense. I mean, seven seven second half points for San Francisco, and points were obviously very hard to come by in this game. Uh, that Ram receiver stat of two players with a hundred yards. I'm not sure if I'm more shocked by 
you know, that no one's done it that recently, or that one of the names was Kevin Curtis. And you said Isaac <laughs> Bruce. I'm like, I, I, when you said Troy Holt, I'm like, oh, it's Isaac Bruce, too. And, you know, all, all the receivers they've had lately. This is the first game since uh, Curtis. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a surprise. And I actually, it was a reputable source on Twitter. I don't remember who it was that put that stat out there, but I almost want to go back because it's, it's hard to believe. Right, it's it's a little, pretty yeah, unbelievable that that's that that would be the case. Um, but as, as much passing they've done and as much three receiver sets they've run, and you know, right, right. But still, again, congrats to the Rams, congrats to the Bengals. I think this sets up to be a very competitive Super Bowl. Uh, top you know, caps off an awesome championship Sunday, which was almost as good as the weekend before, and. Uh, I don't know, just uh, I'm sure people don't have any skin in the game really enjoyed these last what six NFL playoffs. Yes, games. absolutely. Fantastic games. Hopefully that continues for Super Bowl 56. It will be Bengals and Rams. We will cover this nonstop. We'll have a ton of information as it pertains to Super Bowl 56 in coming episodes. But real quick in the final segment to finish this off, Matt, a couple notes on Tom Brady's retirement. We haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to talk about yet if that even is happening and some of the new coaching hires around the league next. NFL fans, there is an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and it is called Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app from the App Store, Google Play, wherever you get your apps right now, and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back with get upside it's super easy you open the app you look at the map you say i'm gonna get gas there it's probably the place you're gonna get gas anyway and you claim your cash back it's easy you go fill up get gas and that cash back goes right into your account it's free money into your bank account for doing something you are already going to do like get gas Cash out anytime, no catch whatsoever. It goes right into your GetUpside account. Then you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon card, other brands, whatever card you want. Give a gift to somebody with the cash back you get or just buy more free gas with that cash back. With the GetUpside app, use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 or more per gallon back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN with the GetUpside app. I, I don't know if Tom Brady was just trying to control the timing of this, if it got out too That's soon. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, because... Like, don't overshadow the championship games, you know. Yeah. Goodell and people wouldn't probably wouldn't love that. Yeah, that, I, I got the same vibe. And then the TB12 official Twitter account tweeted out a thing that really seemed like, okay, he's absolutely retiring. They, they he listed, You don't list career accolades when your career's not over yet, right? He's like 12, <laughs> yeah, it was like 22 yeah. seasons, uh, seven rings, this many Pro Bowls, whatever. And so it really felt like, and that that happened right after the Schefter report. So it really felt like that had been solidified, and then everyone's kind of trying to say, okay, no, let's slow down. So maybe that means, you know, on Tuesday, on a slow news day, they'll finally officially make it official so he's not competing with the championship games. And you have an extra day to talk about those Monday. Then Tuesday, Tom Brady officially announces his retirement. But it does feel like this actually is the end for Tom Brady. Yeah, it it does. I mean, even I guess his dad said something like, Tommy hasn't officially retired yet. And, you know, I have a feeling that his camp wishes it came out Tuesday as opposed to now and we'll make it official then. I'm acting as though he is hanging it up. And, you know, we broke down the Bucks off season, you know, not knowing this news last week. And 
they could look, they obviously are going to look very very different and there's going to be a lot of guys leaving town i'm sure gronk won't be back now and um you know we mentioned the Niners, you know, that if Lance is one of these dynamic young quarterbacks or if Fields is, I mean, the NFC is very ripe for the taking. And I can't stop thinking about if Rodgers isn't the Packer, the NFC North and NFC South are horrible. Oh, they're both they're both horrible. They're probably worse <laughs> than the AFC South because there's no good right. teams at the top. Like the South at least has competitive teams. They might all be bad. Might be like the, the NFC East last year where you have a team with a losing record that's in the playoffs. And that could happen in both divisions. And there's gonna be some quarterback movement and, and even you know um Russell Wilson. Like all of a sudden, there's like five good teams in that whole conference. Yeah, Russell Wilson could be on the move too and it's not like the Seahawks right, are good right. this year and it's not like Pete Carroll is is a young pup anymore as a head coach either. So there's, there's, uh, there's three good teams. There's some call. wins and some playoff spots to be had and, and potentially some teams to, to uh, develop a stronghold in the NFC. If they've got their young quarterback coach combination, correct. And it could be a couple of the teams we just saw in the NFC championship game that are, that are dueling uh, in the NFC West for a very long time because Matthew Stafford, as far as quarterbacks yeah. go, isn't even very old. And his quarterback is practically uh, the same age as he is. So they get, or the, the coaches. So um, they, they could be going for a while. Um, once Tom Brady officially retires, we can really dig into that, but we had to mention yeah. that story and it does feel like it's getting close to the end. If not the end for Tom Brady, who's done it as long and as good as anyone who's ever laced him up at the quarterback position. How about the latest news of coaching hires? And I just kind of want to tease this a little bit and, and we'll have our initial thoughts right, right. now. And we'll get into more of these deep thoughts with these, uh, these coaching hires as they become official uh, later on in the week. But, it looks like right now the New York Giants are hiring Brian Dable as head coach to go along with the Bills uh, assistant that was hired as GM and the Raiders now. Josh McDaniels, out of nowhere, looks like he's going to be the next head coach of the Raiders with Dave Ziegler as general manager. I I any major thoughts on those two latest hires? I'll say I didn't see McDaniels coming. I saw no rumors of that. Yeah. I do know that the Raiders wanted to make a big splash, a pretty you know big name guy, and there weren't a ton of those on the market in this you know this cycle. But that certainly is about as big a splash as you can. That's not named Harbaugh. Um, I I certainly like the Dayball hire. I mean, I worry that maybe he's a coordinator at heart and he's over his head as a, a head coach. But I think this opportunity is long overdue for him. And both these guys will see what they're going to do with their respective quarterbacks. And you know, again, we'll talk certainly a lot more about these new coaching hires for sure. And, you know, there's coordinators getting hired left and right. There's a lot of shuffling going on. I'm not even sure we've reacted to all the new coaches yet or not. And, there's a couple that are rumors out there. Yeah, there. Uh, one of the big rumors is that Dan Quinn is going to remain with the Cowboys. I don't know if that's just because that, yeah. he didn't get the jobs he was up for, and so he has no choice. But he, he's kind of framing it as, oh, I, I wanted to stay with the Cowboys, and I'm going to turn down whatever jobs. Um, See, I had a different theory on that. Okay. I thought Jerry might have taken him out for a steak dinner and been like, <laughs> how about I give you a huge raise? You stick around here, and if this McCarthy fellow screws it up again, I'll just boost you up, or... You could be Sean Payton's defensive coordinator next year. Oh, here's a good one as it pertains to assistants. So Ken Dorsey, quarterback's coach for the Buffalo Bills. There's been talk that he might join Brian Dable's staff in New York as the offensive coordinator, but it also 
with Debo leaving opens up the off- offensive coordinator position with the Buffalo Bills, if you're Ken Dorsey, job. wouldn't you rather actually oh, yeah. get to call plays and call plays for Josh Allen than go coach whoever's going to be quarterback and not even call plays with the Giants? Right, and like basically guaranteed playoff checks and... And a know, very good yeah. path to becoming a head coach yourself. Oh, right? great path. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean... You might be the best team in the league. All respect to the teams that just won today. I mean, that's the best um, offensive coordinator job that's open right now in the NFL is you get to call oh, plays for Josh Allen, right? I might rather be the offensive coordinator than the head guy in Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, and not to mention in the Big Apple, like, you know what kind of house you can buy in Buffalo compared to, you know, Manhattan <laughs> for the same buck? And just, that's a great job. How about this one? Texans are giving Josh McCown a, a second interview, and he hasn't coached anywhere ever, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Is that odd to fire it is. your one-year head coach to hire a guy who's never coached anywhere ever? Did the Texans think they had something in the bag that didn't come to fruition? They interviewed him last year, and he didn't do any coaching since. <laughs> I mean, people rave about him, though. I mean, like, he lasted in the league forever as a backup quarterback, really is just an assistant quarterback coach forever. Right. People rave about him, but shouldn't you, you know, be a quarterback coach at LSU well, or something? Yeah, for a year yeah or, he couldn't you know? coach somewhere just to get some experience this last year. It's like he's just going to walk out of playing and become a head coach with no other experience. I mean, who's done that? And like, I don't Nuts care how impressive right. you are, but it doesn't, doesn't seem ideal for the Texans, but who knows? Maybe he would be a superstar, and we don't know if he's going to get hired. The other big rumor out there is uh, Jim Harbaugh, and I, I thought the Bears was the perfect fit there. Maybe the Raiders. Neither of those are happening, but maybe mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings are still interested in Jim Harbaugh there. What do you think? I think it's a terrible fit. <laughs> Just because he's so loud and abrasive and you know we had the locked on vikes folks on and they were all talking about cohesion and working together it just seems like he just is going to come in and rock the boat and light the place on fire you know i mean like this doesn't seem like a personality (laughs) right yeah and are they the type of team i want harbaugh to come in when my team's pretty close to being ready and he gets you over the hump I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to rebuild with Harbaugh, and I, I feel like, especially, I mean, Cousins is, I mean, I guess I could see Cousins winning in a sort of a Alex Smith type of way, like the 49ers did when Jim Harbaugh showed up, but maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. That, that that one doesn't pass the smell test for me. Either. No. And, and why I still didn't like the, the other, idea of Leftwich and Fangio go into Jacksonville. I think that they could have accidentally hit on something awesome for the Jaguars there if that does yeah. happen, yeah. All right, anyway, we got to go here today, but um, more of those conversations. We'll dig deeper into the head coach hires. We'll find out what exactly is for real and what is not around the league as far as hiring and retiring. And, of course, plenty to talk about with the Senior Bowl week and Super Bowl 56. And your questions at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Be back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.